How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Two Bros Sports Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Smith, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Dakota Smith. How are you doing it late tonight, Dakota? Oh, you know, have to deal with a depressing Chiefs loss to the Bills. So, you know how that goes. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm used to being disappointed, even when we're good. And got disappointed again. They left a minute four on the clock, thought they had enough time. And then Mahomes decides he wants to throw an interception late in the game. So that's how that went. But, you know, just another just another NFL Sunday. So. Yeah, well, mine was a Premier League Sunday. I enjoyed uh, watching some I, Premier League I, this I, morning. I did watch the Man City-Liverpool match this morning. Did did make that. I, I did make that a priority. That was a, that was a fun one to watch. <laughs> it was very good. But neither one of those sports we're going to talk about. Hopefully, <laughs> at some point, maybe the Premier League podcast will get started. God knows when. But we're here for the NBA. Season starts in two days. As of recording this, it is Sunday, October 16th. So... Tuesday's when it starts, Warriors-Lakers, I know, and I can't remember the second game to save my uh, life, so. Uh, it's, I think it's Brooklyn and Philly. Brooklyn, okay, I was like, it's Philly and someone, I thought, so. I think it's, I'll double check that for you. I'm pretty sure it's Philly and Brooklyn. Yeah, NBA uh, season uh, Philly, and, Philly and Boston, wrong B in that division. Mm-hmm. Philly and Boston, that makes sense that the two teams that played in the finals would open the season. Yeah, that, that would make uh, sense. Yeah, NBA really season going to get underway soon. Should be a really good year, I think, actually. I think there's going to yeah. be a lot of competitive teams. I think it's going to be a competitive season. But we're here to talk specifically about the Northwest Division consisting of the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder, Portland Trailblazers, and the Utah Jazz. Trash. I mean, this division isn't atrocious. <laughs> I don't even want to like. It's the, it's the it's, top two teams in this division, and then and like then everybody nothing. else, <laughs> literally. Like so, you have, you've got Denver getting Jamal Murray back. I loved him. I I really really liked Denver this year. Spoiler alert: That's who we're probably going to talk about first. I I love Denver this year. I love Denver. Yeah. Minnesota is going to be the interesting piece in this division with all the. Stuff that they did in the offseason, trading for Rudy Gobert, sending half of their team to Utah, you know, all that fun stuff. They're going to play Cat and Gobert at the same time. Yikes. You're going to tell me that when they play the Brooklyn Nets, that Carl Anthony Towns is going to guard Kevin Durant? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns is going to guard Giannis? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we are going to start this off by talking about the Denver Nuggets. Of course, Jamal Murray returning the big piece in this roster, coming back. Him and Jokic, obviously a deadly duo in this league, and this team is going to be very good this season. Oh, oh yes. I Like I said, I love Denver. I love Jamal Murray. I love Michael Porter if he can stay healthy. Jokic is Jokic. He is, he is that guy. Nikola Jokic is that guy. Um, Bones Highland was a surprise last year. He was really good for them coming off the bench. They brought in Contavious Caldwell Pope. They brought in Bruce Brown, who played really big minutes for the Nets last year. I think he's going to be a big part of this. They drafted Christian Brown out of KU. Um, just they're they're solid. They're they're solid. They're going to be really good. DeAndre Jordan's on this roster now too. But I think getting Jamal Murray back helps them immensely and. Now you have you have your point guard back. We saw what Jamal Murray did in the bubble. 
That's if he can, if he if he can carry if he can carry any of that over to now, I mean, it's been what he didn't play at all last year. It's been over. Yeah, it's, it's been a been, year and a half. Since, a probably probably a year and a half close to that since we've seen Jamal Murray. And Porter was hurt a lot of last year. Jokic had to carry this team. Yeah, but no, nah, I I like Denver a lot. Jokic is Jokic. You're gonna you know what you're gonna get out of him. You're gonna get. A lot of points, a lot of rebounds, and a lot of assists every single night. And he's your franchise, and they got their other franchise guy back. So I think they're, I think Denver's primed to make a run this year. Yeah, Jamal Murray. If uh, counting the preseason, it was his first game. He had his first bucket in 539 days since the last time he played, all the way back in the bowl. So, I mean. I, I don't I like the team. I'm a little concerned about maybe the front court depth. I mean, you have DeAndre Jordan come off the bench, but you've Jeff Green, who isn't a bad piece, but I think I think a key player actually this year is Michael Porter not getting injured. Ob- obviously yeah. the easy ones to call out is Jamal Murray Jokic, but I think Aaron Gordon's just I mean, mm-hmm. he's gonna play his role. But I, I think Michael Porter, him staying healthy. It's an older team. They're definitely on the older side, but this team's going to be good. They're going to be a top team in the Western Conference. When we do our conference predictions, which will be Friday more than likely, so a couple games into the season, um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for the Western Conference. I, I haven't even thought about it, but like just thinking of teams in my head, it's going to be a tough thing to try and call. But I, I like the all-around look of this team. I, Obviously, Jokic is going to do his thing. He's going to – he can put up a triple-double any night, whenever he wants. Yep. I mean, especially with Jamal Murray now, assists just got easier. So, and like you said, Bruce Brown played a big role for the Nets last season, coming off the bench, I believe, right? No, he started so, a lot last year. He had to start last year. Yeah, so, I mean, he played good. Um, they drafted Christian from KU. Probably won't play at all, but we'll see. Colin Gillespie is here as well. But yeah, Bones Highland obviously had a very good year last year, considering. So I I think I mean I think we both gave it away that the Nuggets are gonna be our top pick for the division. I, I but... really think Denver wins this division. And yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think this division's close. I think yeah. this could be the most lopsided division in basketball. I yeah. think Denver is that much better. I, I mean Minnesota, I'm can you're gonna have to convince me. I, I, I like the pieces for Minnesota. I just want to see how the pieces gel. Yeah. Because they just released their fifth starter, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But they just released who their starting small forward was going to be a few days ago. So, but I, I love Denver. I like, I think they're, they're probably the, probably a three seed. They're probably the three. That's probably where they'll hover around. Well, I have a, I have a few days to put those together, but no, I, I really, really like Denver. Yeah, I think a big key for Denver this season is obviously staying healthy and seeing how Jamal Murray, he may he may need a month or two to get back into it, but if he can hit the ground running, this is a very dangerous team. Completely agree and this this is this is a sneaky they're a sneaky team to get to the finals. I think this is yeah. a sneaky team to get all the way to the finals. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And the next team moving forward here is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Obviously, 
I don't want to say the talk of the offseason, but there was a trade specifically that was the talk of the offseason, at least. And this trade did consist of them acquiring Rudy Gobert in exchange for Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Leangelo, oh my goodness, Balmero. Sorry if I uh, butchered that. For Jared Vanderbilt, the draft rights to center Walker Kessler and a 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029 first-round draft picks and a 2026 first-round pick swap. My goodness, on July 6th, the <laughs> internet exploded. And if you and now if you want to know why Kevin Durant was never traded, that, that is why. why. That is nobody why. else was traded. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the market for Rudy Gobert, <laughs> I don't want to know what the market for Kevin Durant was. Like your next 10 first round picks and your two best players. It like, would have been a ridiculous uh, no, price. But I, on Kevin I, I think it's a good move, but I I, I hinted at this a little bit. I think it's going to be really, really hard for them to play Towns and Gobert together. Yeah. I think that is going to be very, very difficult. I think you're going to see a lot of them staggering. They may, they'll start the game. I think they're, they should stagger them a lot. And they just named Jaden McDaniels. He's going to be the three. So they're good. This starting lineup is huge. Yeah. Russell 6'4, Edwards 6'4, McDaniel 6'9, and then Town 6'11, Gobert 7'1. Like this, this starting lineup is huge. But you bring Gobert in to anchor the defense. There's they brought in a lot of other piece like role player pieces. Kyle Anderson, Brent Forbes, Eric Pascal, Austin Rivers, Torian Prince, guys like that to come off the bench and those guys are going to be important because I think you're going to have to find you're going to go and towns. Aren't going to play 34 minutes together. I just do no. not see that happening. That's They'll why in the, that, yeah, I just don't like, cause good teams are going to rip them apart. Like good teams with athletic wings. Like if LA decides the Lakers decide they want to play LeBron at the four. No, you, you can't have, you can't give me cat garden LeBron. Like the mat, it's the matchups that other teams can create. Like, but I mean, again, but on the offensive end, it's the same. It's the opposite. But Gobert's not an offensive stalwart. Like he's not yeah. a he's not a stud offensive player. I mean, he's called the Stifle Tower for a reason. Like he's a defensive guy. But I just, I'm not a hundred percent convinced yet. Do I think they're a playoff team? Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I think they're about where they were last year. I think they're, they could be the five or the six. I think, I think that's a reason. I think that's a reasonable expectation. Edwards is still young. And I mean, that that's, that's your franchise piece. I mean, cat was their guy that they drafted highly. I just don't get me wrong. I think they're going to be good. Yeah. I just think you need to like temper your expectations here on Minnesota. Yeah, I I think I mean, but for the Colony Towns and Gobert situation, my biggest take at this is Cat last season, 25, 10, 4 assists and 74 games played. And Gobert averaged 15 and 15. 
essentially what these two do to each other is cancel out their weaknesses. Because mm-hmm. Gobert's not an offensive player. Cat is. Cat doesn't play defense. Gobert is DPOY race every year. So I I think it can work. If they do it right, it can work. And if D'Angelo Russell, I if he can play like he did at, when he was at Brooklyn, my God, it, it could work. <laughs> and I, I, I love Anthony Edwards. I think he's a future superstar in this league. And Kyle Anderson's a good role player. McDaniel's about to see how he does. Um, Eric Pascal, I think, is on a two-way. So he may not get to play as as much. But, I mean, when he was at Golden State, he was good. Austin Rivers, decent role player. I like the look of him. Depth might be a question. and But the biggest question of them all, like we're sitting here talking about and everybody in the, the NBA world is talking about, it's how does how Gobert and Cat fit together and how they do this, how their minutes split and what they decide to do. And obviously it depends on role players as well, but Anthony Edwards only got better in the offseason. I can guarantee it. And I haven't watched any preseason basketball. so. <laughs> but we'll have to see. I think if they're a playoff team, at least play in, and I think they could win a play in. I This isn't a team I'd want to face in the play in, honestly. Anthony Edwards is deadly, and he can definitely have his nights, and I would not want to face – their essential twin towers there that they have. Yeah, I'm 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 very interested to see Minnesota. I think that I I, I just really want to see what they're going to do with these guys. Like it's all going to be how they use Cat and Gobert together, <laughs> and how they mesh is going to be critical. But only time will tell with that. Yeah, and I'm really interested. I really am. They have Luke Garza, Luca Garza as well. So, I mean, it, it it's going to be interesting for Minnesota fans this year. I feel like it is it's another thing where there could be a lot of ups and downs throughout the season and sneak in. So, we'll see what happens in Minnesota. But the next team with 300 first-round draft picks, the Oklahoma City Thunder, obviously a very, very young team. Um, Mike Muscala, the only player over 30, and he's at the age of 31 in, I don't know, I guess he'll probably play. But it's also a pretty short team as well, actually. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. God. Depends on who you think. This all depends on who you think the starting lineup is for the Thunder. It yeah. it really depends. Their guards like, are tall. Obviously, Shea is going to start. Shay and Dort, I think you can lock in, right? I think you can lock those. Shay, Dort, and Giddy. And Giddy. Yeah. I think you could lock those. It's the front court. I mean, obviously, it was supposed to be Chet Holmgren. Not probably not going to be now. I'm very curious who they're for. And I'm assuming they're probably going to start Baisley at the four. They they really like mm. Darius Baisley. I don't, but they really like Darius Baisley. So that's all that matters. And they're going to throw Poku in at the five. Oh my gosh! I want, I want skinny, hundred ninety pound Poku. They have the place I look at. I I use underdognetwork.com. They have really really good NBA depth charts, and they're updated regularly. They've got Poku at the four, but I think that's going to be yeah. Basley. I think that's going to end up being Basley. But like they're young, and they're I mean this this is as young as it gets in the league. They drafted two Jalen Williamses. Their names are spelled differently. They've drafted Jalen Williams out of 
Santa Clara. He was their he was their other lottery pick, I believe. I believe he was their other lottery pick. That was the one they took a little bit later. Yeah, he was the twelfth pick overall, and then Jalen Williams went a little bit later in the first round. He's out of Arkansas, or he went in the second early second round. He was a guy who was big for Arkansas when they're making their tournament run. But yep. and obviously the injury to Chet Holmgren. Like now you're just gonna ugh. Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama. I can see it now. Oh, a twin! That is a twin tower machine and pairing duo right there. If I've oh, ever seen one, the, the skinniest twin towers too. Yeah, there's gonna be very skinny twin towers. Hold on, just a second. Dallas is attempting a 59-yard field goal to try to get this. That's not oh. going in. Yeah, nope. He missed it right. Why well, would you I kick that, say McCarthy? One rookie you left out of that. It was. Is Usman Jiang. I knew I was and forgetting somebody. Thank you. So we'll have to see what oh, he, he was... does as well. Oh, he was he was one of their three. He was the second of the three lottery picks that yeah. they had. Oh, I said 300 God. first round picks. Oh my gosh. I just they're there. They're they're a couple steps away now. They're oh, from being it. So you close. can you can see it now. Like Shay is. Shea is that guy. Shea is that guy. Shea is their guy right now. He has to be like he's their triple double guy. But so is Giddy. Giddy Giddy doesn't score as much, but Giddy can do it in all facets of the game. Lou Dort's your stopper. Somebody we didn't know. I didn't know a whole lot about. Darius Baisley is a really good wing defender. Like it just all it's all about who the five is. Like it's going to either be Mascala, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl. Obviously, that's was probably supposed to be Chet. I don't think Chet's a five. Chet's not a five in the NBA. But they have Robinson Earl, and I would I trust that. Also, Muscala, whenever he's healthy, I think he could end up being their starting five. Because obviously, yeah. you're, Oklahoma, you're Oklahoma City. You're not expecting a whole lot this year. Like you're not expecting a ton. But honestly, you might want to just. Again. <laughs> you just want you just want to you just want to you want to continue to get better. You want your important pieces to get better and stay healthy. If you're Oklahoma City, that's what you want. You you don't need a whole lot more than that. If you end up with the number one overall pick, guess what? Congratulations, Victor Wembanyama belongs to you. And now you have two of the best prospects we've seen in the last five years, in Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama. There you go, Mike. Signed, sealed, delivered. I just, I, I'm trying to. Oh, they're, close. they're over. They're over. Over. Their over under win total this year is twenty three and a half. Tied with Indiana and Houston, and a win in front of San Antonio, who we've already talked about being bad. Yeah. Um. The one I, thing I, I do like about this team is how tall their backcourt is, and I think that can help mm-hmm. a lot. Their oh, backcourt yeah. is tall, lengthy, and all of them can play decently good defense. Even if you they don't want to, I mean, their length is going to help a lot. Um, Shea last year put up 25, 5, and 6 assists. And it's kind of like you said, I love Josh Giddy, and But he doesn't – he's not the scorer Shea is, but he can put up triple doubles. He's 6'8". He's going to start, I would assume. He looks amazing right now so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And stuff. 
Um, he put up 12 and a half, eight boards and six assists last year and 54 games played. I think this team is so close. Oklahoma city fans, you guys are so close. And mm-hmm. in two, three years, you're a secured playoff team. I, I, I agree. And in five or six, you might have a ring on your finger. If you can keep that, I think one of the biggest things here is, is keeping this core together, this core uh-huh. of young players Absolutely. together, keeping Shea, Giddy, um, honestly, Poku, he's not bad. Keeping seeing if the, if Usman Jiang plays out well, keeping him, you can keep both the Williams guys. I mean, there's three Williams, but both the Jalen's. The and if you go out and get Victor Wembanyama, oh my! Like you're looking at the like biggest thing is keeping them together. Yeah, yeah. I I that that all comes down to money. Like we oh, saw yeah. that we saw that they weren't able to uh, keep the core that is now, or at that point in time was one of the best big threes. Like that's three yeah. Hall of Famers, like Westbrook, Harden, Durant. First ballot. Oh yeah. Like, I think all three, and I love that Oklahoma City team. They were one of my, they were one of my favorite teams to watch when those three were on the floor together. Oh, it was so much fun. Two I loved it. It was amazing. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the the good old days in 2K. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a very, it's a very young team. And that's why I put the timeline farther away than what people may want. Is yeah. the fact that I think these rookies, they're going to have to get experience. And I don't care what anyone says. Experience helps, and it helps a lot. And this team needs the experience. And once they start playing together and gelling together, it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. 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 This team offensive and offensively and defensively is going to be great in five years. Yeah. If they're not, they're doing something wrong. You have way too – there's way too much talent here for them to not be good. Yeah, and to touch on that money thing a little bit, I, just, I remember what I was going to say. Um, it's kind of like this reminds me of not necessarily in the same aspect of way because this team is younger and there's more younger players who have high potential. But this is kind of like the a Warriors type of situation trying to keep everybody here. The yeah. Warriors just signed Wiggins and Poole to four-year extensions for money. They both got paid like they, they were said both. They were. they were both right around 140 million, weren't they? Yep, I know yeah, they for sure was 140. Yeah, their luxury tax is going to be unreal. Uh, it's it's like 483. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the million. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, million. Going, yeah, I don't envy and, having to pay that, but guess what? If you want to pay, that's the price you pay to be good, I guess. Yeah, well, that's, that's oh. the price the owner's gonna pay. So, and, yeah, not not me as a fan. In the Golden State situation, it's not looking like Draymond's going to be there. I, I, if I'm Golden State, talk. I know this. we're not supposed to be sitting here talking about Golden State, but if I look at Golden State, you're looking at Kuminga, who is essentially a younger Draymond Green, who probably has higher potential. Probably. And <laughs> there's definitely a big yes hopefully there. can figure out how to shoot the basketball, at least while. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of, yeah, Draymond Green, all that guy. Do you remember when Draymond could shoot? 
Do you remember? Do you remember remember when he had like a eighty-seven-three in two K sixteen or something? He was so good, and then he's all of a sudden so bad. But let's get back on track. Yeah, Portland next, right? So yeah, Portland's up next. Obviously, Oklahoma City, young future, gonna maybe have problems with financial issues in the future. Hopefully, they don't. I'd love to see them pan out, but Portland Trailblazers. I think this is a sleeper team not to win a championship. Not even close. But to sneak into the playoffs, I think they can do it. And I think Damian Lillard coming back, this this uh, team can do it. And there's a couple uh, pieces over the offseason that I really like. Okay. I'm going to leave with it. I love the Josh Hart piece. I love yeah. I, I, I love I love Josh Hart. I love that ad. I love that. They Jeremy Grant, big fan of him. Big fan of Jeremy Grant. Obviously, I'm a big Gary Payton, the second guy from the time he's been at Golden State. Um, I'll be honest with a lot of other people. I've never seen Shaden Sharp play basketball because he didn't it's, play it's it all. It's been a couple years. <laughs> he didn't play it all at Kentucky. And then Anthony Simons had to play. He was there. He had to be their guy last year with Lillard out. And then after the McCollum trade, it was him. And you got Yusuf Nurkic, who I, I like. I Nurkic is very solid and Nasir Little out of North Carolina. He's only this team's really young too. Like this team they is are, very, actually. very this team is very, very young too. This this division right now may not be great, but in five years, this may be the best division in basketball. Yeah. With the way these teams are set up. Because God God only knows Utah is gonna get better with the five hundred draft picks they have. Yeah, but they're looking like OKC 2.0 now. So. We, we know we know they're going to be and if they do that stuff right there, they're going to be really good. They're not going to be good this year, but Portland's over under win totals 39 and a half. And I think I think that could sneak you into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think I think especially it's... in this tough Western conference. I think yeah. The standings definitely win in the win call can be lower this year. Um, my biggest take out of these pieces is I'm kind of I'm kind of like everybody else. I haven't seen Shaden Sharp play, <laughs> so um, we'll have to see how he pans out. I mean, he he looks good. Like I've seen some highlights of him, he looks decent, but that's very small sample size. And I. I think the biggest signing for this team is Gary Payton. I, I, I like the Josh, Josh Hart signing, but I think they brought Gary Payton in for one reason and one reason only, and it's the same reason Golden State had him. It's for defense because this backcourt cannot defend. Lillard is not that good as a defender, and neither's Simons. So I think Gary Payton is going to come off the bench, and I think that's going to be his job. Yeah. Yeah. Hart was a part of that. Uh, Hart was a part of the um, the trade. Yep. the the McCollum trade and so he played so he he's got a little bit of time with him but obviously not a lot he obviously hasn't played with Lillard yet so yeah. we'll see how that works that's going to be a that's going to be a pretty solid that will probably be their backcourt unless they go small they, they start Simons too which I could definitely see that happening because then Grant your four Nurkic is your five like I this starting lineup is really really good like this starting lineup is very yeah. solid and i I like the direction Portland is going. I've always been a believer in Dame. I mean, that's the one piece of this team you don't need to talk about. Yes, he was hurt last year, but you know what you're getting from Damian Lillard, a guy who can go for 40 any any time he wants. 
Yeah, and that is one loyal, loyal man right there. That I I will admit I was one of the guys saying why is he still here, I, and I think it's the same thing with Bradley Beal. I was I'm one of those guys who's like who's like why is I'm still wondering why Bradley Beal is still there. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, Dame. I would love to see him pulled around for this franchise. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I I like the Blazers. I think they can sneak in the playoffs. I do too. I think they're they don't think they're in that like eight, nine, and ten conversation. Yep. Last team for the division, the Utah Jazz. Oh boy. Well, obviously they've got some draft picks to say the least, as I read off earlier in that trade with Minnesota and Gobert, and. They're going to be horrible, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> tell us how you really I, I feel can't. about. Tell us how you really feel about the Utah I Jazz, can't. Hunter. Tell us how you really feel about the Utah Jazz, who's over under the win only total bright this sides. Their win total the over this year is twenty four and a half. Twenty four and a half. Sides I can see in this Utah Jazz team is Agbaji and Colin Sexton, and yeah, that's it. So um, they've got two players that I can see a future. Colin Sexton, obviously, we know what he can do. He did it in Cleveland. Injured last year, pretty much all last year. Yeah, pretty much all last year. That's when so, Darius Garland just decided he wanted to blossom. Yeah, that's no crap. But then Agbaji, I mean, rookie, let's see what happens. I am no belief in this I, team. I really like Kessler. I like Walker Kessler. He was... I think he was, if I'm not mistaken, was the top block guy in the NCAA last year at Auburn. Played alongside Jabari Smith. Very, very good defensively. That's his calling card. He's a great defensive player. And then you bring Lori Markinen in. He'll be your four. Taylor Horton Tucker that played for Los Angeles. Uh, Malik Beasley. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was, he was dealt to Utah in a part of, a part of the McCollum trade. I was... I had to bring that up to remember that trade because that was a long time ago. Um, they drafted Johnny Juzang late. Yeah. Or they, no, they didn't even. They just picked him up. I don't he think was, they drafted him. Is he undrafted? Yeah, he was. Just, yeah, he was undrafted. I'm surprised with that. With with the run he had, um, yeah. in the NCAA tournament the year, maybe the year Baylor won, You're because, fine. yeah, they got beat on that Jalen Suggs miracle shot at the buzzer. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some pieces. These pieces aren't going to be very good. Here's my thing: who's going to score? Like, it's gonna who's, have to be Colin Sexton. Who's going Bozzi. to score? Who's going to score? Okay. Mike Conley's not scoring. This is the projected starting lineup for Utah: Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Jared Vanderbilt, Lori Markinen, and Kelly Olynyk. Please tell me who in that lineup is going to score. Jordan Clarkson's going to average 30 if he's playing, going to play that much. Because Jordan going to start. I don't think he should. I think Torton Tucker should start. I think he should be I think there too. Call, where is Colin Sexton in this conversation? He's their backup point. They have him as the backup no, point right now. No. Oh, no, no, no. They're, oh, I don't think you understand I think Colin how much Sexton you... will start. I, I and it, I if he does, it, it can be over Mike Conley. Mike Conley's 35. I'm. I thought I saw something about Sexton not starting, or coming off really? the bench to start the year. I thought. I don't know. I mean, might be their best chance at tanking. 
I mean, they're going to be bad anyway, but. So, I mean, Utah's an interesting team. <laughs> I just can't. I can't pull myself to this, see him winning more than 20 games. This was October 14th. I would assume he starts. I, I, I don't know, again, and we'll find out day one, but I, I think you're right. I do agree. I think Sexton should be the starting point guard. I I trust this side a lot. I don't know what they're basing this off of that Mike Conley's the starter, but I don't think Clarkson's a starter either. I think that's either Horton Tucker or Alexander Walker. I think it's one of those two you see starting. I like Vanderbilt's a defensive guy, defensive guy and rebounding. That's what he's going to get you. So I just, yeah. Markinen's never really panned out. He was pretty high. He was a high draft pick. I drafted by Chicago, never really panned out. Got sent here in the Donovan Mitchell trade, which I am very excited to talk about Cleveland. That's yeah. that's our last division. I'm very I'm very excited to talk about that. That might be now. the longest episode. <laughs> might be. Yeah. But so I think Col- Sexton needs to start. He averaged 25 in the year before when he played 60 games. Um I just I can't see this team winning more than 20, 25 games. Like, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. If I'm that, in the same boat. <laughs> I mean, I I think what they need to do, I mean, obviously this is rebuild mode. And mm-hmm, I think absolutely. you just need to play the young players. That's why I don't think Mike Conley's going to start. And yeah, he's, also, he's also not as good as Colin Sexton, in my opinion, anyway. I, I so agree with you. I think they need to play the young players. I think, heck, Agbaji might just... Just throw him into the fire. I don't know. Like, Kessler is the only center on this team outside of... They have Doak. Yeah, they have Doak. You might as well as play him. I mean, you might as well as go young. You know you're going to be bad anyway, probably. Give give yourself a shot at Victor. Give yourself a shot. Yeah. And get your young guys some experience. But no, I think think this team's going to be bad. Yeah. I think two teams in this division will more than likely have a top five draft pick. Yeah. Uh, this division, obviously, the future is bright again. It's just like the last West division we talked about. The Southwest, I believe. I mean, yep. the Rockets and things like that. Bright future in this division once again. And we'll get to our predictions here. And I believe I was doing the first for the West. So my predictions are the Nuggets. Obviously, I don't even think it's close. And I'm actually going to go with the Timberwolves, the Blazers, the Thunder, and then the Jazz. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Hold on. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah. They have Minnesota. They have Minnesota's win total at 49 and a half. Yikes. So yeah, I think 49. this to be 49. And they have that's the over. In order to bet and bet or to bet the over, it's 49 and a half, which I think is very doable for this team. I think 50s. I think 50s doable. I just think that's a, maybe maybe a little high, but no, I'm. I may flip it up at the bottom. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go, obviously, Denver, Minnesota. Denver, Minnesota, Portland. I think that's a lock. And I just think Oklahoma City, Utah. Yeah. I just think, I think, I think Oklahoma City is just a little bit better. Those two teams are probably going to finish within three or four games of each other. And both of them yeah. are going to have more than 50 losses. Unless Shea yeah, Gilgis Alexander has an, has an MVP year, um, the, the Thunder are going to be bad. It's a race for Wimbenyama. 
as yep. as Woj yep. tweeted out that some GMs were saying. It's a race to the bottom more than ever. And I, I want to just throw this in here real quick because I, I was on the Thunder roster here and I just I completely forgot about it earlier. But Lugens Dortz, Dort, all right? You you said you didn't know who this man was, you know, a while back, whatever. Uh-huh. This man was a bronze card in 2K, like 18, 19, 20. <laughs> I remember this dude. He, he yeah, I think it was him. He came out for free <laughs> over like a Christmas thing and a locker code. So Dort's come a long way to say the least. But um that's the northwest division it's gonna be interesting and that's gonna do it for today's episode of the nba and we will see you tomorrow actually or well tuesday because we're recording this on sunday so tuesday and have a wonderful rest of your day and a week we hope to have you join us next time on the two bros sports podcast with that being said i'm your host hunter smith and goodbye